Welcome to Fewer Things Better. This is the place for all of us who are big on goals and short on time. Together, we'll explore smart, simple ideas on how to retrain your brain and unlock your life. I'm your host, Kristen Graham. Let's get started. I was recently on a trip where I was gone for over eight days. Anyone who has traveled in the last year might agree that travel hasn't gotten any more glamorous since COVID. Long lines, delays, frustrations, they're all par for the course. As much as you can try to plan and prepare in advance, there are likely going to be situations and scenarios where you have to be flexible or patient or both. I had a couple of opportunities to be flexible and patient on this last trip. The first time was when one of my flights ended up being delayed more than eight hours. And it was only a two-hour flight to begin with. Fortunately, I saw the first delay notice before I left my hotel. So I was able to make some quick adjustments and then enjoy the extra hours on my own terms. I went and had a fantastic breakfast. I took two long walks around the city. I made some phone calls. That was a great example of how I responded to a change in plans. Fast forward a few days and I'm in another airport facing another delay. And now I'm almost in tears talking to the hotel where I had just left my laptop behind. Similar challenges, different reactions. The bottom line on top of this episode is that your reaction is an instinct. Your response is a choice. Let's dig into that further. A reaction is an immediate assessment of what just happened. Most of the time, what happened is out of our control. A response is a considered counter to what will we do about what just happened. So often, what's within our own control. Reactions are driven by the part of our brain responsible for our survival instinct, often known as our fight or flight impulses. The cerebral cortex center of the brain, however, offers more nuanced executive functioning. Here, we can draw on memory, problem solving, and analysis as we consider our response. One component of the difference between them is the time between them. Reaction time is rooted in neuroscience. Your brain is continuously taking in information from all your senses. The time between the intake of information and any related action occurs within a fraction of a second. To be more specific, the average reaction time takes a person between 150 and 300 milliseconds, depending on the circumstances. Reaction time measures the speed of our reaction. One interesting note is that research indicates we tend to respond fastest to auditory stimulus, so a disruptive sound, somebody yelling. Then we respond next, fastest to touch, and then to something visual. Even though all happens super fast, there are many layers to how and why we do what we do. A reaction and a response 
both serve us in different situations. The prompt of this episode is to consider when you see a pattern for how you deal with the disruptions that invariably come along. If you find yourself conducting frequent after-action reports in your mind about what you wish you had said or done differently, there's an opportunity to assess what tools do you have within reach in those upside-down moments. One tool is time itself. When something surprises you, how comfortable are you to take a minute? Even saying, I'm processing this, gives your brain the green light to do just that. And if there are others clamoring for your immediate input, that same statement is a way to push a pause button, even just for a few moments. A subtle change of scenery may also help you with all that processing. Since the brain goes on high alert during disruptions, it is often more aware of sights and sounds. Things feel louder. As you attempt to process, see if there is a space or a place where you can lower the volume on your senses so your cerebral cortex can catch up and join the conversation. Another tool to try is the who else and what else approach. Who else is affected right now by this disruption and or who can help offer quick support? And what else can be done right now? By our very nature, instincts are individual actions. So that pause can offer critical extra information to see how others are adapting or who might be able to help you think through response scenarios. For me, it was the person back at the hotel who could get my computer, pack it up, and get it sent out to me. That leads to the what else. That engages your brain into the mental multiple choice thinking, where you can assess if there are other options. And sometimes those other options might reveal other who's to help. So as the distractions and disruptions pop up, as they will, make sure your cognitive toolbox is stocked with personal tools to choose how, when, and how well you react and respond. We don't always get to choose what happens in this world, but sometimes we get to choose how it impacts our piece of the world. And as we make those choices, whenever we are able, we can choose to also take care to take good care. Thanks for listening. You can find a lot more like this over on unlockthebrain.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Twitter. And if you found value in this podcast, please take a quick moment to rate or comment. Thanks so much. And now let's go do fewer things better. <laughs>